0: Shut up, and sit down.
1: Hello everybody, it is the best time of year. It's that time of year where the snow is falling, and the cold comes about, and the sinuses go crazy, and a cold issues itself into my body, and then I get sick, and it's wonderful. It's great. That's what happened everybody. Here we are, episode 223, of third shift. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric with a stuffy nose and all the good things that go with it. And of course with me is the man, you know, the inglorious bastard himself. I feel like I feel like that's like weird. I feel like I haven't said that in 100 years. True, yeah. It's strange. It's It's, strange, it's literally but- only
0: been 2 weeks, <laughs> but it feels like forever.
1: As I said, it's weird. It's almost like I brought it back from the dead, even though it's been a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. God. But yes, the glorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt, is here today with me. We've got some stuff for you. Some little things here, little things here, little things here, little things here. Oh, he's stroking out. He's dead. Well, while he recuperates, Matt, how was your week?
0: I feel like it was a pretty good week. Although I feel like it was also a bad week. I didn't do anything because there's nothing to do. So on the video game front, been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I play it every day, had a villager move out, found a cool robot ostrich jock dude who is now in my village. It's just fun and crazy, and I'm starting to get that itch, though. Like, I'm looking at my museum setup. It's right next to the shop, and they're kind of, like, in this corner on, like, a little peninsula. And I'm like, man, you know... If I put that museum like dead center of the island, I can like do all kinds of stuff around it. I can put all my art pieces up around it. I can put some fossils all around it. I'm starting to get that itch to like redo the whole island again, which is always fun. And it's always like lots of hours of work, but it always feels so good when you're doing it. So I'm getting that itch. It's going to happen. I feel like it's got to, I got to like bulldoze everything. Not that bulldoze, but you know, pick up all the stuff, put it in storage, flatten out everything, rearrange all the rivers and stuff and then just make it all, all fresh and hot and new again. Woo! And speaking of fresh and hot and new, I got two games that are fresh and hot and new. We played Borderlands 3 on the PS5 with the fresh and hot and new upgrade. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. And then I found a fresh, hot, and new way to play Godfall because I got into it, and I was, just, I was just not having fun. I was playing it the way that I was playing it before, not mm-hmm. the way that you said to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm only going to play for half an hour, and that half an hour wasn't fun. I was just like, I don't... There's something about it. I'm not digging. I'm, I, I got sad. I put the controller down. I went, I shouldn't even play this anymore. And I went, No, no, dummy. You spent the big monies, and this is something you do for the show anyway. So I was like, Hmm, what can I do? I was like, Well, let me switch up the valor plate. Let me switch up my equipment. Let me switch all the things. And then I was like, You know what? Who cares? I also put it down to easy because I was fighting one of the hunt monsters and it was, it got to the point where I was like, I had zero's long sword out and I was like, well, you can hit it twice and then you got to dodge because it automatically attacks you all the time. You got no chance to build up combos or anything. And I was like, okay, put on easy. Now it plays like, I feel like it should have played before. It plays like a fun combo-based brawler. Plus, I redid all my skills, so I got polarity attacks, I got timing attacks, I got the rampage mode that ups my attack speed. So I'm like, push push, 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 and I'm like, this now it's fun. Now I'm having fun. It's not some serious like you know I'm not I'm not that guy. I don't know what it was about it, but especially defending, I'd see the attack coming and I hit the defend button, and he would go.
1: <sighs> I just yeah, had to put the, my arm out and, here the slowest goes the shield slowest yeah. shield yes yes it's always just about dodge and roll I don't even try with a shield anymore except to use it as the uh, the Captain America shield that's all I use it for
0: but that parry leaves him open for so much stuff how can you have a cool uh-huh. parry mechanic and then the slowest shield in the world I don't know so it, I wasn't digging it but I changed up my whole play style I changed up all my skills my weapons my valor plate put it down to easy just to make it more fun and it, it was more fun. I had a blast. I played for like an hour and a half on top of what I was already doing. I was like, this is it. This is the Godfall I wanted. Then on top of that, been playing Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, that game's so good. You can hear me talk about how good it is on the What You Play in Third Shift if you're on that $3 tier. You can check that out. Then also been playing Star Renegades. That game is so much fun, and I can't wait for this next run to be over because I'm going to amass enough intel to get the next permanent unlock that's going to make me recover half of your armor each time you camp, which is its armor, but once it breaks off of you, it doesn't regenerate. So now every three fights, I'm going to get 50% of my armor back which would let me be a lot more reckless or just just wild and crazy in my attacks and manipulating all the enemies, I can't wait for that. I picked one of the shield classes, and I was doing great, but it was like, you know, okay, put the aggro on the shield, have the shield defend so that shield person could only just defend most of the time. Block for this character, guard that. But now, once I unlock that, then I can just go wild and crazy. People can get their armor blown off all the time. It doesn't matter. It's just going to regen and camp. Screw it, because that's the last thing you do on every planet. Is that last encounter, you fight the commander, you camp, and then you fight the big behemoth. So I'm going to fight the commander, have a risky fun time of it, It doesn't matter, blow off half my armor, because it's just going to regen... Then I'm going to be aces when I fight that behemoth. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so fun. And it is fun anyway. Just that tactical manipulation of the battlefield. Oh, it's so damn good. What have you been playing that's so damn good this week, my dear friend?
1: Several games. Let me tell you, all right? First and foremost, World of Warcraft. I'm in it, boys and girls. I'm in it. I have just now maxed out level 60. I have still to get through the last part of the campaign. So I'm in the very last area, and I just got that story rolling like literally today before we got started on the show. So I'm just getting in there, and I'm like, what in the world? Because I was 60 like nobody's business. It was smooth. It was easy. It was fun. It was enjoyable. The storylines going through so far have been really cool. It's been a little strange because they're all tied together. But each zone is very much different, but for good reason this time around. It's not just like randomly doing it weird where, hey, it's a mountain zone now, and here's your forest zone now, which is something World Warcraft' basically done in all forever. Most MMOs do it. But this time, there's reasons why they're all so very different. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. And then, of course, all these different realms have these different gods attributed to them. And it all ties into the overarching god of this this reality or whatever you want to call it. So the story comes in together, but every area is so distinct and different in what it's doing that they're all unique and they're all very different. And every area is its own plot, its own story, its own leaders, its own issues and problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I've enjoyed all of them for various different reasons. And, uh, and of course later on I'll report back which was my favorite, but I haven't done, like I said, the newest and the last one. So once that's all tied up, I'll be able to talk about the zones as a whole, which I probably won't do here. I'll probably do, um, you know, one of our other little shows for our patrons. Okay? That's where it'll probably be. So. With that being said, having a good time with it, busting out that Frost Mage. I considered going Fire Mage, but I don't know, man. I'm going to go do some research here soon and, you know, see what the best spec is, where all the power's coming from, what's the easiest, what's the hardest, all that. And, you know me, I'm not into the whole hard, super crazy rotations anymore, so whatever one's got, a decent damage for a very simple rotation. That's where I'm going to be, and I suspect it'll probably be frost because i've been playing it for years and secondly typically frost's rotation is usually a little bit easier than the others so with that being said having a great time we'll keep you posted well uh, we'll get through borderlands real quick like matt said been playing borderlands again got in there on the ps5 version 60 frames per second you know all the little tweaks and upgrades here and there it's glorious it's beautiful we'll talk about it a little bit more later in the show and my last game on the list here, and this is the kind of weird, weird one for me is was Destiny two. I told you guys got back into it, having a lot of fun, enjoying it, but for many reasons, you know, worried that I don't know, I don't know, I think it's changed. I think it's changed, changed, changed because yesterday was the launch of the p s five version of Destiny two. Ah, sixty yeah. frames per second, the uh the point of view uh, filter so you can kind of pan out and see more of your area and et cetera. This came through. And first off, the graphics, 4, 4K, Ultra, all that good stuff is there. It is beautiful. And then you take 60 frames per second. Everyone's just flying around. Everything's just flying around. There's no hitches, no slow-mo, no blurring, no garbage here or there. And on top of it all, Destiny's always been like that, funnel vision. Mm-hmm. You're, all you can see is what's in front of you. Like, that's it. Everything else is non-existent. You got to twirl, 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 to see anything. Nope. Not anymore. I finally got to pan it out so I get to see what I would see in any other game in the world you play besides Destiny. And it's changed it all. Now I'm just like, oh my god, this is, this is what it was, this is what Destiny should have been. Why? Why did it not have this? Why? <laughs> I don't understand.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I can actually see everything around me so I can see events taking place all over yonder. I can see baddies re uh spawning over in this area. I can choose where I want to go. If I'm riding on my sparrow, I'm not limited to like this tiny narrow vision. Right in front of me. I can see all around. So I can say, okay, there's some boulders and crap over there. I'm going to want to swoop down over this bypass, get around over here. Instead of just crashing into the boulders and then we'll run and do my double jump out and go figure out a different way because you can't (laughs) see anything. So you're just hoping on a whim that that was the right way to go. So it's so different. It's so cool. Like I got on for just a minute today. Like I was downstairs for like five minutes and I just loaded it up. Oh, yeah. I got into the tower. I had to clean up some stuff from yesterday when I was playing a little bit. And I went, man, this is, good. I've just hopped around tower. I've seen about pff, a million times. I'm just hopped around like a little new, fresh kid, you know, on the block looking. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, it's a pretty. Well, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to go see what it looks like over in this corner. Wow. Oh, man. Look at the traveler. He's marvelous. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's, it's hot. It's fresh. It feels new. It feels good. So I'm all about it. I'm in it to win it. I'm gonna go, I'm almost got the, uh, the new Hawk Moon they brought back. The Hawk Moon changed up a bit, but apparently must still be decent because I see lots of people rocking it already. So I went ahead with some buddies and we went through all the quest lines. I'm on the very last one, almost there, but I had to get off because I was sick and I needed to get some sleep. So I went to bed and, uh, yeah, can't wait to get back on and play it. But that's what I've been doing this week, Matt. You know, that's what I've been doing.
0: Not bad, but another thing that I've been doing this week is I've been looking up Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 because I always meant to get into the first game. Now the second game has released for Nintendo Switch. I can't say like PS4 and PS5 because that sounds dumb. The PlayStation systems, the Xbox systems, pretty much everything except for phones and PCs. If you don't know what Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 is, it's right there in the description. It's Puyo Puyo. It's also Tetris. This is the sequel to the original game. There you go. That's it. Go get it.
1: Boom. Done. It's pretty simple. It really is, folks. He shouldn't have to explain it. If you don't know what these things are, I don't know. There's something wrong with you. It really is. That's
0: 100% right, but <laughs> if there is something wrong with you, I'll go into it a little bit. Everybody knows Tetris. You drop different blocks, different shapes. You clear lines. You get high scores. It's all cool. Puyo Puyo is a Japanese puzzle game, kind of in the same vein. You're dropping stuff down, but it's it's little Puyo Puyo, little character things, and they're all different colors. You try to make... Matches of four, but what's cool is they don't have to be just straight lines. They can kind of be like little steps up, you know, one little square blob of them. So you make four of these little Puyos, and then they disappear. The ones drop down. You get high scores based off of that. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 follows the first one in having a big adventure mode. So I guess it's a big, long story mode. Silly story, lots of goofy characters, you know, cute little anime characters all overreacting and having silly interactions with each other. As they tried to prevent, you know, the Puyo Puyo universe and the Tetris universe from combining and blowing everything up. And having Puyo Puyo and Tetris and Puyo Puyo Tetris battles all along the way. So that's the adventure mode. It goes on for quite a while. Some new things that come into the adventure mode I'll get into in a second. But outside of that adventure mode, if you just want to play Tetris or you just want to play Puyo Puyo, which a lot of the reviewers that I've heard, they were like, oh, I spent 95% of my time just playing Tetris Endless Mode. I'm like, why are you playing this game then? Why don't you go play Tetris? But they do have endless modes for both. They also have swap modes, which were in the first game, but that's where you and your opponent start playing Tetris or Puyo Puyo, and then it switches to the other one, which is kind of interesting and fun, and it almost throws like a randomizer feel into it, because I'm really good at Tetris. I've never really played much Puyo Puyo in my life, so when I've played some of this in a swap game, I'll be kicking ass in Tetris. Like, no blocks building up, no nothing. I'm shooting garbage over to the other side, and then it'll swap both of you at the same time to Puyo Puyo, Now, I'm getting my ass kicked. The computer is doing awesome. Garbage blocks and blobs are falling all over my screen. I'm just like, oh, God, I just got to hold on until I can get back to Tetris and kick ass on that side. So you got that. You also have party modes where you can get separate items, like an item block will fall down. And if you clear a line or create a ball of puyos around it, it'll explode and then affect your opponent, obscure their vision or not allow them to rotate pieces for a while. Then on top of that, let's see, we've also got the one I'm most excited about outside of just the adventure mode is they've got a Big Bang mode, which gives you pre-made puzzles of blocks or puyos, and you have to clear them as fast as possible. You know me, I love pre-made puzzles and all that stuff. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, I need to get this just because I'm going to look at that that beautiful Tetris mess. And it's like, oh yeah, if I do this and this and this and this and this and this, and this whew, oh, all good. But then the big addition for this for Puyo Puyo Tetris two that wasn't in the first one in that adventure mode you now have skill battles in which you can take a team of three characters up against a you know an enemy team of three characters. And each of those characters has different abilities that you can use to influence the Puyo Puyo or Tetris boards. You've got HP on this side, HP on that side. As you clear lines or match Puyos, you start doing attack damage over there. Some characters have defense skills that will block enemy attacks. Some have attack skills that help you do damage over here. So it just adds another wrinkle onto that formula that you already know. If you've played the first one, this adds that into it. If you haven't played the first one, this is basically the definitive edition of Puyo Puyo Tetris because it has all that stuff. It has the additional skill battles. You can collect cards to up your stats to have you even better in those skill battles. All kinds of crazy stuff. If you love puzzle games, if you love silly anime characters and silly stories, if you love Puyo Puyo and if you love Tetris, you should pick this up. I'm thinking I'm gonna have to pick it up because I love, I love, I love Tetris, and I would love to get better at Puyo Puyo. So this is the perfect opportunity for me to do both of those things. Hopefully, you guys like it too. Like I said, it's out for everything but PC. That's coming in 2021 at some point. So get your Puyo Puyo and your Tetris on. Puyo Puyo Tetris too. How many more times can I say Puyo Puyo? It just sounds crazy. Puyo 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 Puyo
1: Puyo 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 Puyo. And while you're over there going Puyo Puyo. Doing some weird things. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be playing Cyberpunk 2077. True. Right? All right. So <laughs> let's just be honest with it. Let's get it out right now. December 10th, Thursday, of course. Everybody in the world has been waiting for Project freaking Red. Well, Project CD Red's new title. CD Project I miss, Red. I, I, I always say it backwards. I always say it backwards. God, I don't know why. I got like some kind of dyslexia going on. It's weird. God.
0: This is what happens when you start Witcher Three and you just go. I don't know. I'll just stop playing this forever. I just-
1: you know what? Listen, it was <laughs> it was forty hours of play. It wasn't like five hours. It wasn't like I went. Oh, this story's dumb and never even got anywhere. It but when you put
0: nine hundred hours into the finished product, yes, forty hours is a piffle a poff and a bish a bosh. You know,
1: that's true. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all relevant. Anyways, this game has finally come out. All right, and. This is kind of a cheat one because I want to just go back and forth a little bit about it since there's really nowhere to talk about this per se. I mean, we might down the road if we both play it, but... That's not guaranteed. So, well, I'll just go around to the beginnings here. The kind of humdrum. This game's been delayed like a million times. Like I said, December tenth. It's out for. And here's here's the first catch: PlayStation Four, the previous Xbox, whatever they called that system. I don't know. I'm not even gonna try anymore. I'm Xbox done with it. One.
0: Just Xbox. Okay, One. there you
1: go. Xbox One. <laughs> the uh the PC. You know, it's coming out in all those. It's in Stadia. Well, who cares? Yeah. Honestly. here's the kicker it's not coming out for the playstation 5 right or the new xbox whatever that's called because who cares
0: (laughs) the xbox series of consoles i guess the series family the
1: series s and the series x all right no i just mess around it's not coming out for those two so before we get anywhere in this that really bothers me because here's the deal here's part of the story the reviews we're very far and few between, giving mm-hmm. out to almost nobody. They won't let anybody use actual in-game footage that they recorded. It has to be the stock stuff that they give them. And it's only the PC that they've let people play and touch. Right. Now, we all know this last big delay was because they said it was looking real dirty and nasty on the PlayStation and such. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to try to get things fixed up and cleaned up before they released it. All right. So that had me instantly terrified and scared. And I said, that's okay. I'll just play it on the PlayStation 5. And then, of course, they said, no, no, no. PlayStation 5 is not coming out till March. So if you want it on that system, you're going to have to wait a long extra time.
0: And from what I've seen, it's not that like a new disc is coming for the PS5, which I assume it will have to. But from what they've said, oh, it'll just be the upgrade. Like you'll download the free upgrade from your PS4 disc to make it Super PS5 and Xbox Series X happy. For what they've said so far, it's not even just like a brand new like disc physical release.
1: No, it's just the upgrade. Just
0: buy the crappy one and put it in and then... In three months, you'll get a cool upgrade to make it shiny.
1: Or if you buy it digitally, you'll do just like everybody else yeah, has yeah. been doing with the PS5 upgrades. You'll own it, and then it'll say, hey, there's which version do you want? PS4, PS5? Right. You'll click PS5, it'll download the new PS5 version, and then it'll look gorgeous and be amazing. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that the PS5 and the, uh, the Series X versions are going to play similar to the PC version. Mm-hmm. And the PC version is the one that was reviewed. And the PC version is the one that's currently being talked about. And it's coming back. Pretty good. Pretty solid. It's, it's got some really wonky reviews and everything else. And real briefly, this is one I'm definitely not going to sit here and talk your ear off about. You Everybody knows what Cyberpunk 2077 is. First person RPG made by your homeboys boys who did The Witcher 3. So everyone's got these huge expectations, these high hopes for this thing being fantastic. There was rumors about it being hundreds of hours long. Reality is apparently you could beat it in like 20 hours. However... And we'll get into this part. That that's that's only if you mainline it and just code right on through the whole system real fast. Lots of weird things going on in this game. It's in the future. You're this V. You create this character, male, female. You give them all the attributes, all the stats, all the looks you want, and away you go. You meet up. You can be a corporate. You can go street thug. You can go. Uh, you can go outlander.
0: I think like nomad or something.
1: Yeah, nomad. There you go. The nomad. Depending on what you do, the story starts in whole different areas, and you get whole sets of different like little minor perks throughout the game and choice uh, voice options, etc. From whom you're interacting, which all makes sense, and it kind of ta- ta- you know tailors the game to you and mm-hmm. what you like based off what you chose. Along the line, you'll be able to choose from like tech guns, regular guns, melee, swords, blades. You'll be able to go into all different skill trees and pick out your little whole thing. Do you want to be stealthy with a ninja sword? Do you want to go in with big old rail guns and just shoot everyone in the face and combo of in between? You get to use your skill trees and do all the things you want to do. It's just like every other game, basically, in, in that sense. That's Cyberpunk seven seven in a nutshell. There you go. Have a blast. But here we go. Here's the thing I want to talk about, okay? Because I'm not. I'm not reiterating all the garbage. <laughs> this game they've been making forever. All right, mm-hmm. it's been years and years of f- favorite game of the show, favorite game of the show. This uh, and it comes and everywhere the reviews are wild. Mm-hmm. Like some reviews are like, this is you know this is game of the year. This is god tier. This is amazing. And this is what you invest in it. You know, um, it was IGN over there. I was looking at that one and, and he was just talking about how ecstatic and loving he was of this game and how that, uh, every side quest, like, could change the outcome of your story and not could, but does. So you'll get these different endings, all these different options accessible to you because you played through those side quests and you lived inside. Of the city.
0: And that's what I'm so excited about. One of the reviews I saw that was, we expected the main quest to be like this big redwood tree with a few branches off the top. But instead, it's like a, like a wild bush of just every side quest is so important. And every character in every side quest is so well developed. And maybe it was the same review. Maybe it was a different one. They were saying, yeah, I was talking about the side quest that I did with my buddy. And he said he had absolutely no option to even do it because he said one wrong thing to this other person Hours upon hours ago before that, and now it changed his whole avenue of everything in the game. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm most excited about. Finding crazy new characters and crazy new little scenarios that I can like worm and like rat hole my way through, meet all this crazy stuff. And then when you play it and you're just the rat king of the sewers, and I'll be like, dude, did you, didn't you meet with the golden guy that brought you up to the tower and shined
1: you down? And no, I didn't, I didn't do that at all. Ah, oh. that's where I think things changed. Because, of course, before I'd seen the IGN review, I'd seen, I think it was Polygon's review. Uh, I'd seen uh, EGM's, et cetera. And, and everything was getting mixed. And it was there like, well, it's really buggy. We're, we're super worried because we can't use our own footage. They're, they're forcing us into using their footage. And all this was, it had me like, oh crap. And then, uh, I was listening to another one that was talking about how the story, the main story is actually not that interesting. It was just kind of humdrum. No big deal. They thought the side quests were really cool, but they're not really about side questing. So they thought it was just an okay game. And that had me worried. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crap, you know. So all in all, just all over the place. People were upset about um, the transgender options, non-binary options. I agree. It sucks if you can't be what you want to be. But like to give the game a low score because of it, I don't know. The reviews are everywhere, all over the place. It is still getting a high Metacritic and it's all based off the PC. And then here's the kicker. Even with that being said, even in the great glowing reviews, the bugs and problems are a pretty high, you know, pretty high. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a large occurrence of them. Now we're about to get the PS4 version of this for those of us who aren't getting it on PC, which I'm not, because my PC doesn't have a graphics card that I think is going to make this look really darn good, so why bother? So I'm going to end with the PlayStation 4 version of this, and I'm worried, because they didn't give it out, they're not giving it out, they gave everybody the PC versions, because they knew, and they know, that that PC version is the one that looks nice, the one that plays the best it can play, Mm -hmm. and we're going to get a different game with PS4, and it's got me still scared, even though I've read it and heard enough reviews now that I'm no longer worried about the story. Because if you love to immerse yourself in a game, this game's going to be for you. Because like you said, every story is going to change the outcome of the ending. It's going to change the outcome of who you meet and who you roll with and things you do. And that is freaking awesome. That's so much fun to have conversations about. So they haven't touched or talked about the ps 4s versions or anything and we still have so many bugs and issues with the, the glorious big dog PC version.
0: Well, uh, two things I'll say about that. I mean, yes, they haven't allowed them to do pre-release reviews of anything but the PC version with all their B-roll footage and everything. But as soon as it actually releases, they are going to be able to show that. The IGN review said, hey, we're going to actually go back and splice in our own footage after the release. They just won't let you do pre-release stuff with anything else.
1: Yeah, but I can't wait a day to go look. I just got to go to the store on my way home on the 10th and buy the game.
0: It's too late. (laughs) It's too late. Well, see, that was the thing I wanted to rant about, is why is it so important (laughs) to have your review out on Tuesday or Monday or whatever? It's so important. I couldn't possibly wait until the day. You have to do it now so that... When I say stuff like, oh, there's some bugs and stuff, like I saw some graphical glitches in the ending cutscene that I can't show you. So then people in the YouTube comments will go, ha-ha, lol, knew this game was going to suck. It's garbage, hee hee hee. What was the graphical glitch? What did it look like? What was it? Can I see it? Was it minor? Because the ones that I heard were like, oh, well, you know, sometimes like the objects in the environment didn't load, so they would be like working on a terminal that I couldn't see. Yeah, big deal. I deal with that all the time. I do feel you that, you know, the console, Players, You and me are going to get the downgraded version, but at the same time, maybe that'll be a little bit more stable because it's not pushing out 18,000 high end textures in every single millisecond of gameplay. Maybe they went, all right, texture pack, you get, you get the B level texture pack. So it's going to load up faster. You know, I don't know. It could happen. I'm ex- I'm still excited to play it because I don't care about graphical glitches. I don't give a crap.
1: Well, the graphical glitches don't bug me. It's mostly just the graphics and the way the game plays. Like, uh, I think you referred to the IGN review, and he also did state that it wasn't just terminals and weird things. He said there was actually moments where there were objects that he was supposed to make a choice on True. that weren't loading in. So he couldn't make a choice because he had no idea what they were even looking at or talking about. Yeah, And fair. then it, they would start shooting him, and he'd just murder him, and then apparently, well... That was his choice because he had no idea what they were looking at. (laughs) That that kind of stuff, I'm like, well, that sucks.
0: Yeah, that's I don't want
1: that to happen to me. So those types of things. But, you know, with you saying that out loud, maybe you're right. Maybe since we're going to get probably the C to D tier level of this game on the PS4, it's just going to be so crappy looking that there will be no bugs because, well, it'll be played on your PS3, you know what I mean? So (laughs) maybe we'll play it and it'll be just fine. It'll be smooth as butter. It'll just look like garbage. And that's fine. Hey, who cares, right? I don't need ray beams in my eyes. I don't I don't need dust settling after I blew up some building. I don't need any of that.
0: And I mean, what everybody's been saying is, oh, man, this is releasing with, like, Bethesda levels of bugs and graphics. Ha ha ha. I'm like, yeah, but everybody still loved Skyrim when it came out. Everybody played True. that when it was buggy as hell and not very good looking. So it, this will be better than that. So it's just, oh, yeah, hands
1: down.
0: you've already conditioned yourself to know exactly what they're talking about. So I don't know. I'm still I'm still excited and hyped just because I was in total media blackout about this game up until the point where we discussed how we're not going to get the next-gen version right away. And I was like, okay, I, if I'm not going to play it for three months, I'm going to watch some stuff. And then I watched some stuff and read some stuff, and I went, I can't wait three months. i got to play the inferior version now. And then probably play it again, like Persona 5 Royal version. Like, oh man, now it's shiny and fast and hot and cool and optimized for my next gen system in three months. So.
1: And that's kind of what I decided.
0: I don't know what to think about <laughs> this version, that version, upgrades, downgrades, glitches, story issues, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just excited to play it now because now I've seen it in action to some degree and which I hadn't at all before. And it's, I'm like, wow, that. That looks
1: amazing. I'm just ultimately a little disappointed that they decided to wait on the PS5 versions, etc. Because I have the PS5 now. And like I talked about earlier, I was playing Destiny 2, finally on the PS5 version of it. It's a game changer. It really is. There's a night and day difference in how the game plays and looks. And I know now that there's going to be a night and day difference from the PS4 to PS5 version. Mm -hmm. But if this game isn't amazing, isn't like just blow my socks off, super amazing... I'm never going to know, because I'm going to play the PS4 version, I'm going to have a good time with it, and then I'm going to put it away, and I'll never bring it out again. But if it is amazing, truly amazing, then I will get to have that second playthrough in the PS5 going with a corpo or something else, whatever I decide to go with, Mm -hmm. and have a different experience. But there's big ifs, you know what I mean? That's a big if, and it just is going to really kind of always bug me. That I got to play the old sh- poopy version instead of the clean, crisp, beautiful version because I didn't wait the three months. But So there you go. Cyberpunk 2077. It's out. I think it's going to be great. It looks like it's going to be great. But you know what? Go read a lot of reviews. And I'm telling you all right now, yeah. do that. Because there are, they range all over the place and a lot of different people have a lot of different issues. For why they love it and why they hate it and this and that. So you gotta find somebody that you kinda roll with, somebody that is like you when you're uh, looking at your reviews because there's a lot of different tastes out there.
0: But there's only one taste when it comes to golden keys. We got shift codes for golden keys at Borderlands Game of the Year edition. And all oh, Ah, mm. oh, they taste so good. So hit the Twitter, the Red forums, the Instagram. Hit your preferred shift code provider. Gets yourself some free loot and a fantastic game. I was going to segue into Borderlands 3 because we were talking about new, hot, shiny discussions. But I, I must obey the show notes. We must do it in the right order. We have to do it.
1: Talking about, no, we don't. Talking about shiny, cool crap, man. And Godfall came out with these really cool, shiny <laughs> new patch notes, all right? We ain't following the show notes because I didn't look at the bunker's It's a badass playthrough, Matt. So I can't tell you about it. It's impossible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. I mean, I retweeted it and they were like, yeah, we're about to go live. And I clicked on it and it wasn't ready yet. And I clicked on it like two and a half hours later. I was like, I'm sure it'll be like a one hour thing. And they were still going. It was full on D&D. They had Randy Varnell in there. He was telling the story and he was getting all, all happy about it and all excited. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. But I don't have time to watch it right now, especially because we're recording the show pretty soon after that. So none of us had free time to go do it. But if you're into D&D like it all, and good storytelling, and Randy Varnell, who gets very excited about good storytelling and having fun, you should definitely check it out. I'm definitely going to check it out. They also had Morgan Webb. I think they had someone from IGN as well, and then two of the voice actors. They had Amara's voice actor, and was it. Winnie's voice actor or Hammerlocks? It was Winnie's, right?
1: I think Winnie's, yeah. I think
0: Winnie's. So lots of cool people playing a really cool version of D&D. The Bunker's a badass game. Check it out with IGN. Check it out on the IGN YouTube. Or I retweeted it a million times from our Twitter account. Go to th- at ThirdShiftME and find the links to it. It'll be great. And then we got them great patch notes which did nothing that affected me cuz it was a lot Woo! of multiplayer stuff.
1: Yes. It was a lot of end game multiplayer stuff. Little things here and there. It didn't really change mine or your view or, you know, world at all. But I am grateful that once again they threw them out there mm-hmm. and they did do some cool stuff collision things and problems with the uh the end game tower trials. Yeah, yeah. So once we get to that point, hey, more things they have fixed the better it is, better for us. So while we're slowpokes getting to the point where we actually can do something in there, hey, we don't have to worry about any of the problems that all these yahoos have been having, and not us.
0: That's very true, and I will say, one of my favorite parts, once I got Godfall the way I wanted it, was playing it the way I wanted it, you know, you get a taste of the tower when you go from the Earth realm up to the water realm. I loved it. I loved just enemies just warping in here and there. It would stop at a place, you'd run out, enemies would warp in, they have treasure and loot around there for you to get. I enjoyed it. So hopefully if the Tower of Trials just continues on like that, you know, as like a little endless gauntlet all the way up, I'm going to be digging it. I, I I enjoyed it. I liked running around with my spear and my dual blades, just having a riot.
1: Well, while you're having a riot there, we need to be having a riot in another game too, Matt, because one little snippet that we don't have in here that I'm adding is we've got like three weeks left to play Battleborn, and it's gone forever.
0: That's right, yeah. Okay?
1: So... Hey, a reminder to anybody out there who loved and played the hell out of some Battleborn and a reminder to us on the show, we got about three weeks before that game's gone, literally gone for good. It's shut down, gone. Now nah, you cannot play it. So we, we got to get on and play it, man.
0: We do have to get on. We got to do those story ops. Oh, yeah. At least one to 18 more times a piece. And then speaking of Battleborn, another piece about Battleborn that's not on the show, not in the show notes or anything, is I saw, you know... All since Battleborn launched, they've been doing like these sly little sneaky like Battleborn tournaments. Another one just popped up just mm-hmm. a few days ago. Mental Mars was like, huh, Battleborne? I was like, what? Another Xbox Battleborne tournament on Twitch that I had no idea about and I I hit retweet so fast. So if you're into the Battleborn and the tournament and the watching of the Battleborn tournaments, this is for you. Go check it out. Follow the link from the retweeted Mental Mars tweet that he retweeted. Go find it on our Twitter account, at ThirdShiftME.
1: Indeed. Check it out, because it's the last one you're ever going to get. It's the last one they're doing. Game's gone, and it makes me sad. But we'll be in there, and we'll tell you about our play, our last playthrough of Battleborn in the coming week or two. Woo.
0: Hey, you know what? <laughs> Over this last weekend, I did my first and last playthrough of Arms Race in Borderlands 3. You and I got in there. We booted it up on the PS5. We got in there. We were dumb. You didn't download any DLCs. I didn't download the Arms Race DLC. We figured it out. As we were downloading it, we jumped in there. And I will say, I'll preface this 100% by saying my side was not working very well. As soon as we jumped in there, there was no voiceover. There was no fun. There was no nothing. It was just dead silence. It was the little music in the intro room. (laughs) And I just stood there and I looked at Eric and his character kind of booped and bopped around. He was like, wow, look at these textures and look at this stuff, which was impressive because our first time seeing some new hot textures and frame rates and stuff. And I went, "But, but but nothing's happening. And then we dropped down on the planet and we were running around shooting stuff. And I was like, but but nothing's happening. And we run around with my buddy shooting things. and We killed the boss, and I was like, "Yeah," but but nobody said anything. The whole time it was just it was that right there. That that like two three seconds. That mm-hmm. was the only thing. And then just me going pew pew, and Eric going pow pow. <laughs> Whoa, I got a blue. Yeah, and then just nothing. Nothing. Nothing for me. My side glitched out. It was no fun. There was no personality, no fun, no nothing. Oh, it was just the
1: worst. Man, man. I don't know. But it shouldn't be your last time then because you didn't even experience it. But what if it happens again? I'm traumatized. What if it happens to me again? I'll just you run screaming from the room. You can't live your life like that, you know? <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. We we got through there. We played it. and you, Unfortunately, yours was completely bugged out, so you didn't get to hear them talking and going back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth. They commentate on when you're losing, winning, that kind of thing going on. So you get some banter here and there and it's, it was fun. It was enjoyable. It's definitely different because instead of having all your wacky abilities and all the extra booms and bangs, it's just gunplay. So it feels a little bit different when you're playing too because the enemies go down quicker and you seem to go down quicker. It's kind of, it's kind of refreshing in a way.
0: But the weird thing about it was, you know, we re-rolled new characters, got up to the auto level of 13. But what I thought was weird about it, you got no skills, you got no abilities, you got no nothing, you got no inventory. But you do still gain experience and level up. And that's what led us beat that boss. Because we were fighting him and we were doing a bad job. Then you leveled up, then I leveled up, which instantly auto-healed us all the way. And then we just tanked and spanked him the rest of the way down. I feel like it's weird to not have abilities, not have any... Of the borderlands experience, but you still gain levels and level up, and it affects your character immediately in the moment. You're now level fourteen, pushing full shields, full health. You know, auto up from when you were down. It felt really weird. I mean, I'm appreciated it because we did it and we beat the boss and extracted some good loot we could use, and I would continue to use later in the night. But it just felt really weird.
1: Yeah, that part is, I agree with that. It, it did seem strange since nothing else was there. It didn't really bother me just because that's like a mechanic that's been around forever. So yeah, true. So I but... didn't really put any thought into it. But now that you say that and why everything else was gone, why wouldn't that be kind of cut off? But I, on the other hand, there's no way that you could do that because who, no one's going to play if you don't level up or get anything from it except for a gun or two. When you can go get the same guns out in the normal game except for, you know, they do have a, a special loot pool, but, you know. Your chances of getting those are slim, and you're most likely just going to get some other stuff that you can go get out in the uh, the real world or whatever you want to call it.
0: And I guess without the leveling in place and you having a level when you go in there, it'd be too hard to, like, roll that gun. Like, I'm extracting this gun, but now it has to roll level 53 stats or level whatever stats when I get back to my other kit. Ca- so it makes sense. It just felt weird in the moment. I was like, what?
1: Level up. Uh. I want to try it again. I want to do it a couple times, but I think overall it isn't going to be my shtick. I like having the goofy stories going on and all you know, all the, all the add-ons. I love my my and I love the, I love the Iron Bear coming out, and of course I'm playing Zane now, so I love having the shoulder cannons and. You know, the Sentry Bots. I want all the flair. Sorry, I'm sick, everybody. So my throat hurts. <clears> throat> you have to excuse me. So I like having all that extra flair. I just feel like that is Borderlands. That's what that's what makes Borderlands Borderlands. And, and it, it, it proved itself because after we did the arms race, we went back and we were like, all right, well, let's start fresh. Let's go do the handsome jackpot and have a good time. And you know what? That's exactly what we did. We got new skills, leveled up, got new guns, drank beers, had a great time. Digby Vermouth was just a character who, when I played sober and just chilling, didn't care about. Kind of just oh, okay, ha, ha ha yo. And then I <laughs> went to the story, but nope, had some beers. I mean, I went, oh, it's my boy, it's dead, ah, uh-huh. laughing, just going nuts and having a good time with it. And I went, oh yeah, this is this is the Barlands. This this is where it's at. This is what's always been. Man, God, what a day.
0: I still want to play. Arms erased at least one more time to actually hear it as it's actually going, you know, to not have the audio all bugged out. But I was in a sour mood, and you were like, let's get in that Handsome Jackpot. And I was like, all right, man. But then I started going through there, seeing Handsome Jack, hearing all the crazy quips from everybody, activating his holograms and hearing him blah, 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 blah. And then walking around, running around, looking around, and everything is crisp and shiny and gorgeous and beautiful. It's exactly the same as when we upgraded the Handsome Collection from PS3 to PS4. I was like, I didn't realize... The previous game apparently looked like garbage because now it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know it didn't look like garbage, but everything's so crisp and clear and fun. And we were running around with new characters, with new abilities. You level up. Oh, man, I can't wait to figure out where to put my skill point at. Oh, I'm going to have to respec because this little heel ball thing isn't going to work because as we're drunk, we just run around like morons. We can't stay around the heel ball. Mm. And then my favorite thing which we did mention last week when we were talking about the PS5 and its adaptive triggers. I love saying the word adaptive triggers. It's so good. And we said, man, I sure hope these developers utilize that in the game. Guess what they did in the Borderlands 3 PS5 version? Because when you pulled that trigger it did the same thing that happened in Astro's Playroom, you're like, pull that trigger, dude. And I went, Hup. and I went, it didn't go down. And then I squeezed it and I went, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. and the whole time I played with a Jacob's pistol I was fanning that hammer and feeling that trigger shooting felt so amazing with just that one change a game that we've played hundreds upon hundreds of hours of it felt brand new just because of that
1: yeah I love, I love that little freaking haptic feedback going on the downside of it though is it started to hurt my finger yeah, Like after yeah. hours of <laughs> playing my finger hurt a little bit and I'm like Oh, man, I don't want to get a blister. Oh, this kind of hurts. So now i got to build up my PS5 calluses so I can have all this cool feedback with the gunplay. And in Borderlands, I love it. It feels good. It feels right. I don't mm. mind having it there. If I was playing some competitive game, I wouldn't want that because yeah. it does slow you down a little bit. But for this, oh, it's great. And on top of it, like you said, with the PS5 upgrade and the graphics, et cetera, I feel like... In this and in Destiny, I'm just a much better shooter now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm over here popping, making my crits, doing what I got to be doing, whereas I felt like before it just seemed blurrier or slower somehow, and I was never able to quite get hit where I wanted to hit. Now, just flying. I'm I'm popping off. Bam. As soon as I put that on, round down range, boom, crit. Just where I want it to be. It, like you said, it feels fresh. It feels good, and it feels new, just like Destiny did. And I'm like, yep, yeah, some beers in me some fresh new gameplay, this is where it's at. This this is how we're going to roll through again. All these DLCs need some love and attention.
0: Exactly. This is 100% what I needed. I mean, everybody's heard it on the show. I'm kind of like, yeah, I got in. and I played a little bit and it was fun. But now it's fresh. Now it's new. Now my trigger finger gets tired and i got to switch over to my SMG so I can just hold the trigger down and not have to worry about going click, 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 click. It's like a brand new game all over again. And... I love it even more just because of it because I already like the characters. I like the story, but now the actual gameplay feels fresh. The environments feel fresh. Even though I spent God knows how many hours in the handsome jackpot. It didn't look like this. It didn't feel like this when I did it before. Now I'm a brand new character in a brand new environment playing in a brand new way. It's all hot and fresh and new. It's all good.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. If you got a PS5, Get your PS5 Borderlands download because it is amazing. They did such a wonderful job with all the upgrades to it, and I'm glad to see that they did utilize the controller like we stated because they don't have to, and there's already peeps coming out with their upgraded versions that don't. Yep. So get in there and check it out because it's it's so much fun. And, and you know what? You're going to find a character that you didn't even care about before, and this time you're like, Yay, he's my favorite. Hooray. <laughs> Digby, goddamn Digby, <laughs> getting out of everything, you know. Lazy bastard, making me do all the work, singing me a song afterwards like I care, man.
0: So speaking of songs, we would love to hear. Your beautiful voices. All you out there in podcast listener land, sing us a song. Tell us how much you're loving your PS5. Tell us why you can't find your PS5. Tell us how much you love Arms Race. Sing us a song of listener feedback. Send it to us via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at ThirdShiftME, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
1: Sing us a song of feedback that beautiful song, and put it on Facebook. Just let everybody know Facebook's still alive. Yeah, totally is. I'm over there having a good time. And, of course, I'm not only... (laughs) on Facebook singing songs, having a good time. I'm over on Patreon having a good time. You know, we're waiting for that million-dollar donation where we're going to have that food line, and we're going to do all sorts of really cool stuff like Babies and Jars and the unpatented but soon-to-be-patented cold cocks. And if you don't know what it is, ah, well, you know, go listen to some old episodes. Maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe you won't. I don't know. doesn't matter. We here at Third Shift really appreciate everybody who's going over there, throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks our way. It's like a little old tip jar. Instead of buying your PlayStation 5 and Xbox X or Series S, throw (laughs) us a couple bucks instead and make our lives better. You know what I mean? That's something you could do. And if you can't do that, hey, I get it. I get it. I understand. But you can sing us the song and send it in like Matt said. You can give us feedback via the emails and the, the mailbag questions and all sorts of other cool things. You can go over to Twitch, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. There's a lot of ways that you can hang out and do cool stuff with us and make us go, oh, we so happy.
0: And there's one more thing you can do for us, and that's listen to the very next episode, which we'll be dropping on the 17th of December. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. See, I realized when we were doing the song, Digbit Removed sounds like this. We weren't singing like that at all. We screwed it up.
1: We We messed it all up, but there's no way. I was scared if I did the voice, people (laughs) would do something bad and not get in trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But with that, there ain't nothing else to sing but. Do not forget to say. (laughs)
1: And and sit down.